Just don't know. <clears throat> oh, we live. Yo. Yo. This is Beat People Podcast, episode 52. And I feel like we just ran through a maze and hit a bunch of dead ends, but now we live and we up in here. <clears throat> so uh there's a couple people in the chat, Inky and and Beats Crates. Uh thanks for waiting around and yeah, let's get this on. Who we got in the house, man? <clears throat> BFS, let's, 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 let's BFS first time jumping in here. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Uh, I'm Fest Grandiose for those who don't know. What heard? You can look me up. Good to have you, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad I'm to glad be here, man. Word up. Keeping y'all seen for a minute. Yeah, man. And I know um, we we gonna talk in a minute. I just want to go around the table, but I want to you know let people know. <clears throat> You know what you're out there doing and what you're doing uh in chicago around with open beats and all that but we're gonna circle back around hey. we got uh aaron in the place what's up man hey how's it going how you feeling today good man good um I'm out here yeah yo ken ken and the duck what's going on man what's going uh, on bro yeah i got the i got the duck up there huh uh yeah man we're, we're still kind of <laughs> messing around with some audio i think uh we might have to tweak a few people's audio while we're doing the show. So if you leave a message in the chat, like the live chat, let us know how the audio sounds for each person. Uh, it'll help us correct the show before it gets too deep in. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Ali, what's going on, bro? Yo, what up, brothers? How y'all doing today? Chilling, man. Yeah, I'm cool too. <clears throat> you repping that shirt, man. I love that shirt, bro. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one before. I've seen your logo before, but I don't know if I've seen the T-shirt with that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I usually have the Ali Majid on. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Word up, man. So, yeah. Hey, Um. and speaking of T-shirts, actually, I'm going to have ModBap T-shirts here soon. So I just want to say that on the show and uh, so people could go to BeatPeople.com, cop those. But, uh, yeah, what's going on, people? Chilling, man. Up, man? Word. Hey, I had some yeah. some topics. Post Nobcon, to man. Yeah, post Nobcon. We didn't really get a chance to talk about uh all of Nobcon. We had a quick show during Nobcon, but we um you know, we just kind of ran through a couple things. What's uh what's what's the bright shining star for Nobcon right now? At the, the like post Nob the Hydra. Yeah, Hydra <laughs> scent, I would say so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It kind of dominated Nobcon. Piece I saw um, over the, over that weekend. It was pretty. It was amazing. There was nothing like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. I was so just, I was just telling Aaron, like, man, I wish I really went to Chicago, but I don't. You know, it's next year. I'll be out there next year for sure. Yeah, you got to be there next yeah, year. Yeah, I was man. a little. Um, we're, we're gonna, we're, and look, was we should figure out something special to do too for next year. I had so many uh I had so many people hit maybe, me up maybe, uh, unexpected. You know what I mean? Like un unexpected friends that were like not gonna go and then at the last minute they all kinda went and I was like, Man, you gotta be like they're all hitting me up. Oh, I'm heading to the airport right now, randomly, like I'm just going. I'm like, Man <laughs> Like when I saw <laughs> when I saw Brad show up, like Brad hit me up right before uh I'm talking about um Isla Instruments, SP2400. Yeah. He hit me up like right before he left. Like he just kind of like, like randomly went. And then, and then uh, uh, Winston, Winston from Falcone. Uh, 
Somebody just opened up YouTube or did something. Cause I got mad at it. How we doing? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, that's better. So yeah, um, yeah. I saw Winston came on Saturday, and that was just out of nowhere. And I didn't get a chance to see him because, you know, I didn't get there till late on Saturday. And then uh, it seemed like Brad showed up on Sunday. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah he just kind of like decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to go up there because there were some, you know, some really great people to talk to. So he went up there. He had a parlay with uh, Paul Schreiber, a synthesis technology and Glenn of, uh, you know, ASM. And, you know, it is. Yeah. A lot of, lot of good friends there, and I was kind of sad not to be there. But I did see that Aaron was there, and uh, I was happy to see that. So you had a good time out there, man? Yeah, yeah I was happy to be there. <laughs> Look, Aaron looks surprised that you said you was happy to see him or uh, see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a big time. Um, yeah, I just wish the whole squad was actually out there. We could have done some shows. Yeah, it would have been dope. Yeah. But uh, that, that joint that we did at 606 was really fresh, though. That was a lot. Um, yeah, that's six six is a dope spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hold on, man. Let's give us a, a little bit of pause. We we could talk a little bit, but right now we need to get the sound together because uh, <laughs> this is this echo. <laughs> it, <laughs> we, it's we not me that. again, is it? Hold on, I'm about to mute a couple people. There was uh, to the people in the chat that might be watching. I'm on I'm on mute. Uh, yo. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Yo yo yo. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ken, take take over host for a second, man. I need to try something. Yep, yep. So I'm gonna talk about a couple of quick things while he tries to sort out some audio issues. Uh, it might be Aaron. I don't know. I'm just gonna blame everybody but me. Um, Think and, it's you, B. Yeah. <laughs> no, it ain't me. I got my mic shut off when I'm not talking uh, because you know I'm handling this perfectly. So now, nah, so uh, <laughs> Knobcon, man. Uh, one of the one of the things that kind of struck me about it this year, um, more so than any other year, I would say, is the standout items from Nobcon to me at least from you know watching from afar. It seemed like it was non-modular things that were like getting all the attention. Like I only saw a few modular items getting like like big attention, but like the majority, it was non-modular items that were really kind of blowing up there. What was your what was your vibe on that, Aaron? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, there was um, who's it? Pioneer was out there. They were really making a big splash. They have some nice sequencers. Um, what's it called? Um, squid. Um, the squid. The squid. The squid. I was thoroughly impressed by the squid so much so I bought one like the next day. Hmm. Literally. It's interesting because I just had a conversation with somebody who will remain unnamed. Uh, that the other day we were talking about uh, standalone sequencers, and he he was kind of of the mindset that like, oh well, that stuff's not going to sell as well now that you know it's been out for a while. And um, 
And I said, yeah, but wasn't there a lot of lot of vibe about that that pioneer? And yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, d so have you already gotten your squid? Yeah. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on it now that you have it and have kind of worked through it a bit? It's amazing, especially for a person like me who just gotten a modular within the past year and a half or so. Um, I am still a pretty tactile guy when it comes to not only making stuff but also performing live. So yeah, Squid Game, the Squid Game, yeah. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Actually, I've been really, really kind of softly ignoring Pioneer's Torah's um, umbrella for a minute, and now Wow, the Squid has kind of like put my attention fully on them because it's hot. You sound like you're falling down a, a, a echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that too. That I think I think that's uh, that's Corey over there. He muted himself and it kind of went away. So, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, ha have you had any experience with things like um, Beatstep Pro or any of the the more complex um, Eurorack modular uh, sequencers or anything like that? Like anything in rack? Yeah. So, um, actually, the Arteria P Step was my first sequencer, uh, and then from there, I had a uh, experience with the Vene Two and also the Hermo. Um, all of those I basically stopped using in comparison to the squid. So Yeah, I'm uh I, I look at it and I'm, I'm there's a few things in it that are really dope and that there's a couple of things that I was kinda like, okay, well I, I don't know if it's as fleshed out as I want yet, but at the same time it also kind of just released and sequencers are one of those products where they're such it's such a complex product that it's like there usually has to be like a few updates before you see things really kind of come together. And I'm hoping that Pioneer like keeps support for it and, and starts releasing updates as it goes. Yeah. Um, that would be, that's going to be the, the true test for, for Pioneer in that kind of space. In my opinion is I want to see them, you know, kind of stick with their products a bit, you know? Agreed. Um, I don't know oh, yeah, yeah, how they, Listening to the users or not, this is actually only the second purchase I've ever made of like newer pioneer DJ stuff. So, um, I just took the plunge on the same because there are some things that definitely need some improvement, mainly like in the program changing area, like it doesn't do program changes at all. So, if you're looking for something that can kind of like have a full song mode, if you will, like you don't really have that, it makes up. At least in that regard, with a lot of other features that are just like amazing. Okay, so Aaron just dropped out. When Aaron dropped out, the echo went away. Did yeah, you that? I did too. Okay, so <laughs> now he's back. I don't know. Oh man, yo. Yeah. <clears throat> so right. what I want to know if you're using Squid, uh, what are you doing to record the audio as a result? Oh man, so. With my own setup, I you know I'm dealing with like an eight channel interface, so as far as abilities to record, that's always um, I don't know. It's always been a streamlined process for me. Like it all depends on what I'm working on. Um, so uh, you know I got various mixers going into this eight channel interface I'm working with. Um, so 
I really am not really limited in that regard. Like I can So that's more so I, I, I definitely get that because I can see oh um but that's more of how you're running your audio into are you using uh, a DAW? Like what DAW are you using? So you you're just you're using the squeak the sequence, but you're recording down into your DAW. Yeah, I use Ableton cool. and like I can do um I mean essentially my creations are dollars, but everything recording wise gets multi-tracked into Ableton and then, you know, uh, edited and arranged and mixed mastered. So. Cool. We're, we're trying to square away Corey's uh, mic situation because he sounds like he's trying to kill us. With audio. <laughs> yeah, Corey's got the voice of guy going right now. That's better. Yeah, uh, you, you could that's still good. go down a few dB to be okay. honest, man. Yeah. So, so uh, what else at Nobcon was it that kind of grabbed your attention then? So you went out and grabbed the squid like right away. What else? What else was grabbing your attention? The deluge. Oh yeah. There's oh yeah. Update. The deluge is dope. Yeah. yeah. They had a big update, V3 update, yes. and they had a huge press push for that too. Like yes. they, they must yes. have been doing some serious work on that. I think that's next on my radar, uh, especially since I'm like a lot of my live performance is based off looping. Like mm -hmm. I, I used uh, the boss loopers. I got the RC202 and whatnot. Kind of everything that I'm running live goes into that. And I like always kind of loop my way out of like whatever sequence or um, like kind of loop that I'm that I'm in. So uh, when they added that looper mode, I, that's when I really started paying attention to them. And then I got to mess with it and see it live. Uh, it's like a multi-track loop mode. And then you can um, load up audio clips kind of like the same way you would like an MPC force or something mm -hmm. or even like your black box. So I'm really got my eyes on them now. And I kind of that's another piece that I was just never really paid attention to until recently till seeing it in the flesh. Plus, you got like the lithium battery in it. It's like crazy as well which i didn't even know that it had that portability function so yeah yeah dope. man they lose what the that's dope oh i thought you meant the black box but yeah the deluge is deluge. is a mother yeah. uh so deep and they're they're not like they're kind of they're showing folks up man yeah. <laughs> with the with the i mean as far as like um other other beat machine makers and groove box makers because they are hitting it with updates and updates and updates and mm -hmm. it just wild and i love the um the promotion the, the kind of asia uh the tour of china or something that they yeah. did recently where they were just in parties rocking parties standing in the middle of the <laughs> you know what i mean it was pretty dope yeah. it was pretty dope one annoyance if you're looking at it to be like an all-in-one machine its pads are not velocity sensitive uh, so yeah i noticed might, that the, that the might be a big drawback for some people there's mm -hmm. a few things about it that still kind of keep me from really wanting it like i looked i gave it a hard look last week and i was like man is this something that i really want and like i had to walk away from it just like nah it's really just not where i want to be right now yeah, and that's not to say that it's a bad product by any means it's just there's certain things about it that just didn't um just don't appeal to me like you know and, and some of it's aesthetic some of it's things like you know the pads not sending velocity where right. you know i'm like man that's that's a missed opportunity and i can work around that kind of stuff for sure um and you can of course just plug in a um you know a, a midi device and and work around it that way you know it's not a big deal but 
There's just something about it that just isn't – it's not hitting me at the right angle. You know what I mean? And there's – you know, who knows? And maybe I change my mind in a week. I've been known to do that too. <laughs> or, that too. or in a day. <laughs> yeah, or in a day, exactly. <laughs> this guy. We all know how that is. Yeah. But, yo, I want to I wanna go back, though, because we were talking about – uh, how Hydra was like the star of the show, right? And I think uh, uh, one of us said, and it may have even been me, I can't even remember because all these audio things have been distracting my, my brain. But somebody said it was, there was nothing like it. But I beg to differ because there's Argon 8. Now, I think that where the comparisons begin and end are with the fact that they're wavetable sense. And eight voices. Eight voices, the end. What do y'all think would, about the Argon joint? True, man. I, I looked at the Argon a lot, dude. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I looked at that, that a lot because I'm interested in it. Um, and, of course, obviously, I worked on the um, the Hydrosynth. So, you know, I'm. it's somewhat of a biased opinion because I worked on it, but it's also an educated opinion for the fact that I know the Hydrosynth probably better than anybody else out there. So, um, ah, shut up. I mean, uh, look at him, man. I mean, I, I'm saying, like, maybe, maybe Glenn, so. maybe Glenn, Dom, and Chen will give me a run for my money. But there's certain aspects that even them, I, I would argue, that I have had the edge on. So, right. it says eight voice polyphony, 37 key keyboard. Can you pull up a picture of it? 120 yeah, wave tables. Yeah, pull up a picture. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I got it, looks, it up. It looks, it looks okay. You can share yeah. your screen, Ali. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Uh, but yeah, it's um the organ is like, uh, there's a lot about it I like, but I don't see the two as direct competitors, really. Like, because the Hydra is, the Hydra synth is like a way like more powerful fully fleshed out way more synthesis going on in it like it's it's at a higher level kind of thing it's it's almost like trying to compare like a mini log to you know a profit you know what i mean like yeah you can have yeah. similar right. similar mm -hmm. stuff going on it. but it's not quite the same depth of synthesis and that's not a bad thing it's just they're hitting at two different angles you're talking the organ is slightly i think it's slightly less priced as a keyboard than the desktop is of the hydra you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It says six ninety nine. Well, the Hydra is at what seven hundred? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. A dollar more. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but my point being, is <laughs> a dollar like, more. You know, so, like, if it was a desktop of the Argony, it'd be what, like five hundred bucks, something like that. You know, right. like, so I, I don't see them as direct competitors. I I'll probably end up getting one of those Argonates, to be honest with you. Like, um, I like wavetable synthesis a lot because I feel like there's really psychedelic style um timbre changes that you can do with with wavetables um it's the same reason why i like dual like complex dual oscillators and modular um i like these psychedelic morphing changes to the the harmonic spectrum and you can get that really easily with wavetables so i love that kind of stuff like my modular rig um up here right now like that like one whole row of that is nothing but wavetable oscillators. So it's like, I, I love, <laughs> you know. So I'm I'm all for it, and I think I think it looks dope. I think the organ is more like a, um, kind of like a 
almost like a grab and go synthesizer where it's like, you know, you're not overthinking it. You know, you're not overthinking your, your synthesis programming. Cause I think it's only like one or two LFOs and one or two envelopes on, on you know, per voice. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas mm-hmm. on, you know, when you're programming the, the hydrosynth, it's five of each plus like, yep. you know, plus your, uh, uh, vibrato, LFO plus your uh, LFOs for like tremolo and um, uh, what's the other effect? Rotary and that kind of stuff. So technically you can have like seven or eight um, LFOs going at once if you like, you know, if you really count it all up and all that kind of stuff. But so to me, they're just very different work styles, but I want both. Like, give me. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will say that I played the Argon 8 while I was there. I was literally while he was trying to break down his booth. I was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, go, you know, take the table down while I <laughs> while I play this a little bit." And it does sound good. I can't front on it. It sounds really good, uh, but I could tell right off that they're very different sense. And just like you know, the the interesting thing is that you know, I think a lot of people are gonna compare them because they're both wavetable sense, but that probably says a lot about how few wavetable sense are out there. Because you don't compare the same way when there's like just a poly analog or just a, you know well, what I'm saying? Been a long you time a VA. In a high end, <clears throat> it's been a long time since we've seen a high end, like serious synthesis powerhouse digital synthesizer come along, and then all of a sudden we mm-hmm. get two like quickly, you know? It's, yeah, same oh, day. Man, that's all. You know? <laughs> it's been a while since like the last real thing that that really kind of made a splash would have been that um that what is it called the kira or something like that that the dude kyra. Uh, waldorf yeah you know yeah the kyra the yeah which isn't and out it's yet. still yeah it's not out yet it was still yeah. like they it was barely working at nam as a matter of fact hmm. yeah and that's the, not you know i mean that's it's when something's early that's kind of to be expected and he he was doing what he was supposed to do which was you know get drum up business you know what i mean drum up connections all that kind of stuff um what, what's uh, what's the build quality on that on which compared com- compared the, to i don't the- i don't know if we can i don't know if i can say just yet because they weren't even sure yet if what we saw was going to be the final bill like right now it has painted black bamboo uh chassis on the it's it was weird oh. you know it was like a okay. um it was wood ends but i think it went under the bottom too mm-hmm. um okay. and and but it was it was supposed to be bamboo but it was painted black and they were saying they for consistency's sake they haven't decided whether it's going to be that or not so i don't think we really truly know what that thing is going to be like just yet it's early yeah and okay. that's the other thing is that what that from everything that i heard like just through other people who had talked to modal and whatnot, it, it's very early. Like it's, you know, and I, I don't know what time they're talking about having that thing launched. Did you see any kind of launch date speculation or anything? No. I don't think that, that thing's coming like super soon. I think it like maybe like four or five months, maybe. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about differences as far as, you know, when something's coming out to like ASM, you know, they, they were very much like, you know, I don't want to, sh- I don't want to tease. It was, was really the bottom line as far as the hydrosynth was like, he didn't, oh, yeah, they hit the ground ready to go. Boom. Yeah. He didn't want to do that whole, you know, when I say he, I'm talking about Glenn Darcy, you know, the, the head of their product development and everything. Um, he, he wanted it to be like, okay, we're going to announce this when it's ready to go. And you know what I mean? And, and yeah. boom. So, and it was, 
you know, very, very near complete when they showed it, you know, at, at Knobcon. It was like, I mean, the it was like the first batch of presets. So like they weren't all leveled and it wasn't all of the presets in the units, but like the build is done. You know what I mean? Like the mm -hmm. hardware is done, like all that stuff is done. Now um the the presets are, are at Gold Master now, so they're finished. Um, the firmware has been delivered to the factory, so they're they're spooling up to, to produce these things now, you know? Nice. Yeah, that's Weird. dope. So, I'll tell you, all I know is um, I'm surprised by Hydrosynth every day. As I use it, like, every day, I'm like, dang, it does that. Oh, whoa, it does that, but it does it well. <laughs> There's so many things that so it does I'm, I'm just really gonna, well. I'm just, just going to flat out ask, do I need the Hydrosynth? Yep. I mean, no need for me to pontificate yes. and be all. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, um, dude, I've been like, digging those tracks that you've been doing, Corey, with the with the Hydra. It's been bananas. Yeah, man. And um, you've been dropping on Instagram. Yeah. Word. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, there's I've been kind of combining it too, doing Hydrosynth and the Matriarch and, and been coming up with some pretty fun stuff, man. So it's been it's been dope. I mean, and you know, sometimes I'll just sit with the Hydra and quick, like you know what I'm saying, because you're using the force and I could just drop drop audio right into a clip and you know what I'm saying? So I'm just playing on the pads, dropping something to a clip, come back, do something else, and I can just run through that really quick and come up with some some ill stuff, man. So, so wait, it's, you're it's saying, very immediate. Uh, wait, you're saying you can record whatever you just did to a pad as a clip? Oh, no, 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 no. So in conjunction with the force. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm using uh, Hydra Synth, the desktop, as obviously an audio source and using the force to record it all and kind of compose the beat. So it's so easy you know, the way I got all my synths running through, like most of us probably do, like uh, Fess was just saying, uh, uh, I got all my synths running through a mixer and they all go into the force, then the force goes into, you know, uh, my Apollo, right? There's a weird kind of setup just because, um, anyway, but that's the way I got it. And so whatever I play, I can capture right away <clears throat> and right. just build the track. And uh hydra has been dope for that because it you know as a desktop synth it has pads on it that you know allow you to play it like that seems so simple like but so many desktop synths don't have anything on it that allow you to play it yeah. um oh and at very least not really expressive things on it yeah. that allow you to play it and these are very expressive pads so it's pretty dope is really there dope. a built-in <laughs> Uh, there's no built-in sequencer, but it has an arpeggiator. Okay. Yeah. I do sometimes feel like, dang, it would be dope. Like, if it had a, a built-in sequencer, it would be a total standalone beast. You yeah. know what I mean? But I could easily see myself taking this to a show and, and open it up with some, some ambient sense stuff. And, mm -hmm. and You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because yeah. if you're an ambient That's artist, you could take this and just do that. Nothing else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because so the effects on it are cold. This is fully MPE too. Uh, I don't know that it's MPE. No, it's not MPE yet, right, okay. Ken? Or oh, sorry, I have, I have my mic muted. Uh, no, it's not MPE. Um, it is being, and I don't know if I can even talk about it at all. It's being considered. Put it that way. 
Um, like that's about that's about as much as I, I'd be willing to say about that. And I haven't seen anything specific, but the, all I can say is that I think we were a little bit surprised at how many people were asking for MPE. Um, but I will say this: like, you know, using the polyphonic aftertouch keybed is crazy. Just, like it's yeah. and it's a little bit it's a little bit irritating when you have to like dip and dive and search for doll software that will actually record the polyphonic aftertouch i mean you can obviously you can get it capture it with audio and all mm -hmm. but like there's a lot of dolls out there right now that don't handle um polyphonic aftertouch which is ridiculous um oh no. you, you know what as a matter of fact man i was um what was i i was at uh oh i was at perfect circuit by the way i got a perfect circuit story to tell y'all but i'll get to that later <clears throat> so i was at perfect circuit and i was playing some synth i can't even remember and i was playing it like as if it had polyphonic aftertouch because i've been so hydra <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> induced and, and i was kind of frustrated i was like oh then <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, it's crazy yeah. not to further digress but so far correct me if i'm wrong so far there's only one piece of uh standalone hardware synth gear that supports mpe that I've run across in this stuff. Which one uh, is it? What the is Micro it? Monster by Audio Thingies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that. It's uh, I think this is a small company out of um, Italy. Uh, I had one for a while. It's like completely digital. Eight voice, polyphonic, and it supports full MPE. It's the, wow, that's only, dope. It's the only standalone scent that I've ever ran across that supports uh, MPE. So I had thought that the micro, I mean the um, hydrocent, was the next one in line, but sounds like maybe. So we'll see. But regardless of which, polyphonic, polyphonic aftertouch is like kind of it's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like it's, it's dope. You get so expressive. And when you, yeah, when you combine that with the um, like when you combine it with the ribbon, like. Oh, well, there you go. There, there's, that's making up for you not having the full MPE. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and that thing has three yeah, modes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the, like the thing is, is you can you can map all that, and send it out different ways. Um, like, I mean, really, if you're only even into the MPE kind of uses unless you actually have a roly or like a instrument or uh one of those continuums or something like it's and you know those are all expensive controllers so it, it all it all depends mm -hmm. but it is fun it to is just fun slide, to slide your slide finger across and just make a whole just pad of goodness yeah man yeah i, I mean it, it I brings a whole nother level of expressiveness mm -hmm. to it and playfulness yeah. like you could be creative in a way that you probably wouldn't otherwise right. i love anything that's gonna allow me to do that kind of right. thing yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> um so Corey, you've been, you been, you been going to perfect circuit uh so yeah i went to perfect circuit because uh um here uh, you know i gotta have props right <laughs> oh, so this ain't this oh, ain't tied down so i went to perfect circuit because i wanted to get uh 1u stuff and yeah. did that um i made this little this moog blank because 
I'm I'm ghetto like that. That's out of cardboard and stickers. Um, (laughs) No doubt. So um, yeah, and so what I end up doing is, you know, these cases. I've never had an IntelliJail case. So the thing with these these IntelliJail cases is that it has the one U. And then up top, it has like that half thing. So there's two molts up there and it has USB MIDI and then there's two quarter inch outputs. But um, you have to buy the um, the headphone, the stereo headphone output for the one wow. U tile. And then that you connect it on the inside with power and the audio connection. And that enables the audio outputs on the top. Hold on a second. I'm going to disconnect this so y'all can see what I'm talking about. But <clears throat> the thing is, I didn't know that there were two different versions of the uh, headphone jack, the headphone output 1U. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening is with the initial version, you don't get the audio connection on the headphone jack 1U tile in order to uh, enable the audio, uh, the quarter inch outputs on the top here. So that's why I went back because I'm like, yo, this don't work. <laughs> this ain't even the right thing. And so <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. So you need this guy, this tile, in order to enable these two uh, jacks right here that are built to the ah, case. Okay. And and then the, the USB that you see here, the USB where my fingers are and yeah. that little input, that's actually midi in but you need this midi one u in order to make them work so you're connecting power and the additional connection right but when i bought this the headphone out it was version one so version one doesn't have the audio connection to connect to the quarter inch outputs so i had to go back up there it was like yo (laughs) i need that this one this one ain't good so here's the thing i had the floor model joint the six it was uh i don't know ten dollars off or something that version one and then i got it home and realized it wasn't right so then i took it back up and so the whole crux of this story is i think i hold a record for the 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 um the cheapest transaction ever in perfect circuit uh. <laughs> because when they gave me the version two uh it was like you know, $10 off initially, and then the new one is obviously a new one. And then I had, I owed them $2. <laughs> so I spent $2 in Perfect Circuit, and I was like, yeah, that's probably a record. They were like, yeah, that's the cheapest transaction we've ever done. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. No doubt. Then I got the hell out of there before that all changed. Right. Yeah, but yeah, this uh this case is turning out to be pretty useful, man. Um and I tried out the Steppy too. Uh Ooh, um yeah. yeah. Steppy was dope, but I wish it had I wish it had C V too. It's, it's all gates, but uh I'll Ooh, probably end up rocking cool. that at some point. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> but yo, I wanna I wanna address a question that somebody asked in the chat because I think it's uh I'm gonna put it up here. It'll cover up a, a couple of us for a second. So, um, he said the time permits. He wants to know why song mode is being omitted as a feature on newer devices like the Force and the Roland 101 and 707. And so, uh, actually, I didn't know that that was omitted on the 101 and the 707. Um, 
And I says this is an interesting question because, um, you know, there used to be a time you couldn't buy those kinds of machines without that was like a, a that's like no song mode is like not having a sequence almost. That's just right. a, as how important a song mode was. But do y'all think that's being done like that because uh, there's so DAWs. many because of DAWs, right? Because yeah, there's so many DAWs and, exporting to to Ableton and that's yeah. Sort of Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I personally have never really ever used song mode besides maybe on my MPC one thousand. Like me too. A couple that's, of that's times. That's the only time. So y'all the problem. That's what it is. Yep. Uh, MPC one thousand. <laughs> I mean, like, what's it for? Like, okay, I'm exactly. gonna track yeah. this out and right. get it laid out how I want it inside of my doll. I don't exactly. need to do that. Well, in that's TV. just it. It's for those of us who like creating without having to do the the song construction inside the doll. Mm-hmm. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. when I get it. You know, yeah, I get it too. When I, I, I don't, MPC, I, don't, I like I, to do my arrangement in the MPC. Like, I like I, to actually. I don't do my whole jam right there. And then when I go to the doll, I might split things up and do transitions and that sort of thing. But for the most part, like I want my arrangement like there. And that way, when I go to do a show or something, I just take that one piece and I'm good to go. It's so much faster for me to do it in the doll. So here's what I think. I think there's a couple things. Well, if I had to think about it, um, the fact that people are using dolls and the fact that live performance is such a huge part of you know electronic music nowadays with no matter what the genre but if you're using electronic instruments a lot of times it's really an emphasis on live performance and i think when you think about live performance that almost kills the idea of a song mode uh back in the days yeah. when we was all doing mpcs and stuff and to me that's where my head goes to immediately when i think song mode mm -hmm. so we was all doing mpcs and stuff there wasn't a lot of there wasn't like Open beats was not a thing anywhere ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like th there was no such thing. There was no emphasis on live performance that way. If you was talking about live yeah. performance, you was a DJ or an MC. Right. Even if you made beats, when you talking about going live, you doing one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know what I'm saying? It's funny to me because, like in my area, it was it was like we used to bring our MPCs out there, and it'd be like three producers with M with MPCs, and then mm -hmm. we'd have like one or two DJs with us. And Dope. Rocket Live, like, and that we did that every weekend, or actually every weekday, uh, or every Wednesday, and then we would do it. I think like once at the end of the month or something like that. And uh, but that was like a common thing, and part of that was like everybody would have their like their beats were full songs on you know on the disc. Yeah. So you know that it was important like that, and then we would go and. You could still freak things and all, but in the song mode, in an MPC, you could take all your individual sequences, right, and then you crunch it all into one long sequence. So because of that, you could go and then you could edit that one long sequence and do like editing individual notes like that. So you could kind of spruce it up. And yeah, whatnot. I mean, I could see how it could help you actually for a live performance. Like if if like my MPC is the helm of my Mazda, right? you could use that song mode to build in your transitions. So, I mean, like you could be a little bit lazier 
You know, <laughs> you don't have to remember where everything is. You already have it mapped out so you can just remember where you need to start doing your changes. Like as far as in like dropping the beat in and out and mm-hmm. taking one element out and putting one element in, you won't have to remember that part of it. All you will have to do is remember like what changes you want to make melodically. A lot know? of the times what I would use it for is I would have the the structure of the song would be there. But I did a lot of finger drumming and all, so it was it was a lot of finger drumming, live performances, and scratching and that sort of thing. So my mind couldn't be focused on changing every single pattern, every yeah. four bars, and that yeah. kind of thing. It was okay. Let this thing run its sequence, and then I can you know do my 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 actual live performance along with it. You know. Right. Yeah, I feel you on that. So for me, what I end up doing, and specifically with the fours, because that's even a part of the of, of E Junior's question, but specifically with the fours, I love the live arrangement aspect of it. You know what I mean? And I don't think I would have as much flexibility if I used a song mode of some right. sort with right. the live arrangement. Like I mean, you know, like for instance, for instance, the the Aaron let's use for six oh six for instance, and I was doing live arrangement yeah. of a yeah, complete project. There was a point, you know, like in the moment, you have to be. I, I like the flexibility of being able to just switch course a little bit, even if I have a plan. Right. You know, Aaron tapped me on the shoulder, and, and I knew that my man at six oh six had a hard stop at eight o'clock. Aaron tapped me on the shoulders like, "Yo, it's eight oh five, and and I hadn't I hadn't dropped my bomb yet." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I on the, on the fly, I went straight to <laughs> to that part of the thing. But if I was in song mode, I would have just had to be like, "All right, well, we'll stop it at this where I am right yeah. now." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you you think it? it I like having the flexibility, but yeah. I kind of feel like though Force and 101 and 707, those could be things that are coming in an update because it's one of those things that are being asked about by a lot of people. So yeah, I wouldn't doubt seeing. I it. don't think that's such a hard thing to add in. Yeah. You know, at the end of. Well, you would say that, but look at machine. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh man. Like they, man. All right. I'm not even gonna get started on on my disgruntledness with man, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Yeah, I but- tried out. I tried out the uh, circuit, like, you know, running the modular. It was super dope. You know how we always talk about, like, not to, like, beat the dead horse, but, like, off the grid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just No, nah, yeah, beat that dead horse. Man. <laughs> you could just run your MIDI out from here into into your, you know, MIDI interface. And, you know, if you got drum modules or whatever, you've got off-grid recording and sequencing right from this damn thing. Yeah, that's dope. And I heard what you've been doing with that joint. And the fact that, you know, when when Ken and I reviewed those things, uh, was probably over a year now, right, Ken? Mm -hmm. Over a year. Um, But Uh, when we reviewed it was it was early in the development for that thing. So they had just did sample flip. And and so I still liked it. And it was dope to to sit with my modular. Yeah, the circuit. And the updates that came after, man, that's the other crazy thing is like Novation is getting a reputation for being like the best of the big companies for supporting a product after release. What they did with the base station too and what they've done with the circuit is crazy. Yeah, man. This this circuit is pretty, pretty, pretty dope, man. I'm telling you, I mean, it's really replacing the MP for like my travel and you know needs and stuff like that. 
got batteries, got a speaker. I, you know, I don't need to plug it up. Of course, the MP has a battery, but it's it's pretty huge. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the quality of stuff I've been able to get out of the circuit, you know, is is beautiful. So it's like, man, I could just take this thing with me, you know, make a few patches before you go wherever you're going. And uh, yeah, man, you can you can bust out some nice stuff with this thing, man. I've Unpopular been, uh, opinion is I actually love the internal speaker on that thing. Like, I love the fact that I could just chill anywhere and yeah. just rock in without even having to use headphones. Right. Just, I love the idea of having that internal speaker on it. And I mean, I, I do that with my modular, like, I, like all my modular cases have a Trana module, um, little speaker slash distortion module in it. Because a lot of the times I want that instant feedback of just a little speaker right there in it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I actually love that. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's pretty powerful thing. I mean, it's only, it's got two synth engines and the synth engine sounds really, really good on these things. Um, yeah, it's real good. Um, uh, um, so does does it have the synth engine from the base station or from this, from the uh, the peak? I think it's I the think one it's from the, the peak. I don't know. Are you talking about the circuit or are you talking yeah, about the, the one out? Yeah, I'm talking about the circuit. Which one? The which, circuit which, is um, it's a stripped down version of the um, Ultra base station, ain't it? Oh no. Okay. Yeah, and then and I think oh, the, the nah, and then I, the mono station is like one channel of the base station, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope, dope. Yeah, man, it's 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 been pretty cool though. Yeah, it's it's a, under those things fly under the radar, man. And I yeah. see, I see you got them prominently placed there in front of your modular. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's because I can, you know, I've been working with them lately, so that's mm-hmm. why they're there too. But, you know, I was testing it out with the modular and just controlling it, man. And just, you know, it's a, it's a seat. You can use it as a modular sequencer and it's only $350, you know? So, wow. yeah, wow. that's dope. And it's off grid, nice. you know. Now, that's, that's, that's inexpensive bang for your buck right yeah. there. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah, say, get all of that. You say it's uh, it's off grid now. Yeah, yep. check it out. Check it out. Can't hear it. Oh, all right. My bad. Hold on one second. Watch, watch it. Like a recent upgrade, right? Like it was. Like, I'm not gonna echo. You had to you had to do everything quantize at first, man. They upgraded. Yeah. 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 Did I dub out again? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, echoed it out. Yeah, you you back. Those drums are slapping. Those drums are slapping, man. I loved it. That's good. Yeah, it's real. I had to swing and everything. Yeah, I mean, just like no quantize, just get it right the first time, you know. Yeah, that's real dope. Uh, now, three hundred and fifty dollars. I'm gonna do a crazy transition right here, though. Right. Three hundred fifty dollars for the Novation circuit. You put it up there with your with your Eurorack, and uh, 
And this week, Moog announced a $99 million Euro rack. <laughs> Not even Euro rack, but modular synth. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. Aaron, you oh, sound like you're a million miles away. No, 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 no. People are decisions, man. That's not the mic that you're using. Products dropping or something. Kidding me? There you go. That's better. I don't kid. So what is it though? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now because uh, the whole thing. You're talking about the, what the system? Uh, yeah, system ten. What is it? System ten. Yeah, system ten. System ten. And it's like what? It's like it's like nine or ten gram, right? Fucking nine thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. And at the same time. Well, at least you get it's not quite 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> and in a, do they have that? They've got the, the system. Uh, what's what's the other one? The 22? That's like uh, the the $20,000 one. Then they got the 35. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to get this is wild. So what is the system 55? And the system oh, bro. The that's system probably 55, that's uh, probably 55,000. One of those. Um, and works on it daily. And he has the system. What is it called? The three C or whatever. Um, Who thirty thousand? It's thirty k. Yeah. So can you, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 We can hear you, Aaron. That analog solutions Colossus though is what got me hyped. Like that thing is crazy. Did you guys see that? Oh my gosh, this looks beautiful. It is beautiful, so, but it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, for a fact, I know for a fact those dudes like are there, like hand soldering, soldering these joints, like yeah. one by one. These are this, there's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into these products. If you ever get a chance to go down to the Moog factory um, and watch them put this stuff together and test it, it's it's nothing like it. Yeah, you that's right. This is a price point is. This isn't some like uh, huge manufacturing no. robots putting everything together. This is actual. And human that, that's actually a good point because I, I I say that in just about yo, it's ten thousand dollars and it's kind of you know I'm, I joke about it, but the fact yeah. of the matter is you know there's a market for these premium uh, handmade joints. Like if you think about something like this, you're thinking about. Um, the way a phantom is actually handmade in a factory <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> you you have a premium piece of kit that's being handmade in a factory and there's a market a specific sort of customer base that's all about that um, all right. i can't even dream about that kind of stuff right, although so i did dream about the moog one but that's yeah, i'd rather, I I rather say, just get the moog one for that for that price right i gotta say i disagree that it's like it's like buying a rolls royce phantom i feel like oh no i didn't say it was the rolls royce phantom my only well, point is that they hand make it right nah, to me, it's more like it. buying to me it's more like buying like a replica car because it's hmm. you know they're they're recreating right. the, the the stuff and yeah they're using a lot of the same techniques and all that but at the same time it's like man i look at it and i'm like if i'm gonna spend that kind of money and it's not the original it, it it's by the original company and it's a remake and all i'll be honest with you man like to me it it that these things don't do it for me. Like I would probably go synthesizers.com or like get, I'd probably, honestly, I'd rather have like a, a, a MOTM system or something like that. You know, uh, there, there's, 
there's more current manufacturers that I would probably jump towards for that same sort of thing than even going back for one of these. Like you get way more bang for there's your a, buck. There's a there's a specific customer, customer base, base for this stuff. stuff. Sure, yeah, it it's it's a collector's base really more than anything. Yeah. But yeah. share share my screen, add my screen to the feed, uh, Corey, because I I want to show you this because this was announced in the same week. And this is the Analog Solutions Colossus. Now, this is priced at roughly $20,000. Okay. Wow. And it's got about 100 times the functionality. And it's every bit as boutique, man. Like, this thing is all hand on bananas. How many of those wow. do you even make? 10? Right. Yeah, I, I'll be surprised if they make more than, more than 10 or 15, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it wow. obviously it looks like a synthy, but as they state directly in here, you know, it's their own circuits and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's inspired by the synthy 100, but it's, you know, something new it's, it's inspired by the seventies with, with an eye towards, you know, modern. And to me, this thing, if I was going to drop like 20 grand on a synthesizer, it's not going to be one of those move formats. which I agree. I think they're beautiful, but I would way quicker drop my money on something like this so here's a the, conversely though here's the interesting thing about anybody that does modular um like a lot of people and it's not the minority of people it's a majority of people are rocking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of modular anyway but i think right. what what tends to happen is when you talk about dropping that amount at once because the, the, yeah. the kind of the gift and the curse of euro rack mm -hmm. is that it's 200 dollars at a time right. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. synthesizer yeah. on layaway <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's a it's a little different so what's funny is that uh a lot of us might be like, whoa, $10,000. But then probably most of the people to say, whoa, $10,000 got $12,000 worth of modular. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's okay. So, so look, at, look at the specs on this thing. You're talking 12 VCOs uh, that can also go down to LFO range. You've got sub oscillators. You've got, you know, it's, and it's all boutiquely done, you know. The, think about the casing of this thing alone is oh, is got to be you know so close to wow. close to three grand. You Do know, they come out to your house and build it. So uh, they it, should. It, you have to how they shipping? It. Yeah, it has to be freighted. Um, so point being, point being though, like if you look at everything, four multi mode filters, um, each with uh, serial VCAs on them, four low pass filter, twenty four dB. Uh, ladder filters on there each with their own serial vcas um you know it's got two spring reverbs i mean this thing and and it's not from a slouch of a company this is from analog solutions i mean if, if you're familiar with their other gear like their gear is dope like don't don't front on that stuff so it's to me this was just the impressive synth like when and i'm not trying to pick on moog by any means uh, i'm no, really just more like, wow two synthesizers that were way out of my price point were just announced and this is the one that really like made me go oh man i'm drooling you know right uh that being said like Corey said you know we could sit there and kind of laugh at that kind of price point for a synthesizer but the truth is is like my modular is more than that you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but you know, but, you know like, i mean like who, who are the people going to be buying this you think this is more for the film world or because it's definitely not in the music industry 
I don't think. Uh, I no, I disagree. I have I have friends that are um, in that space that you know they've got. Okay. Like I said, I've got friends that have multiple system fifty fives. Um, you know that have like a boss. Yeah, that they use them daily. Like they're they're in working studios. Like they use them. Wow. Yeah. So um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't like it's easy to jump on and be like, no real musicians actually using this stuff. It's just well, no, guys no, in top saying, hats. Well, like it's easy to say that. <laughs> guys in top hats. No, no, no. I'm just saying in the film world, like say film composition. I, I definitely see where you're coming from with where, that too, Aaron. Is yep. where I think I see this, uh, especially something like the Colossus um, falling into. Place. Yeah, yeah. I, you definitely I see I something see like that. that in like Hans Zimmer's studio or something, you know? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. for sure. But um, it, it's just, to me, that stuff is kind of like, it, like, I just wouldn't. If they would let me get on a payment plan for like a dollar for the rest of my life, maybe I could make that happen. Oh, yeah. A dollar maybe, for the rest of my life. The, a dollar a day. <laughs> maybe that's the new grind. Like Subscription cents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hold on now, because that's exactly what is. That's, that's how Synthesizers.com started. You can be on a monthly payment plan with them, and they, they send you like a module a month, and like they do it like that. That's oh. dope. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, synthesizers.com is actually like before I got into Eurorack and everything, that's who I was looking at really heavily. And it was because of that payment model that they had, you know, like that's, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Didn't we, didn't we check them out at Superbooth at some point? Was that was that um, synthesizers.com we were messing with? I don't know. I was somebody else. That was yeah, somebody I don't else. think so. That was somebody else. So, yo, I want to also talk about um, uh, VCV Rack on iOS. Now, um, some of y'all may know, I was on a, a Sonic Talk this past week, um, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it happens. I wish I could be on more often, but my schedule doesn't permit. But Nick is my man. He always makes sure I have an open invitation to come through. So I went there on Wednesday, and one of the last things we talked about was um uh, uh vcv rack for ios but i think it's called my rack and yeah. i don't know if there's like just a lot to that yeah no doubt <laughs> yeah i was thinking he should send them a cease and desist for his name right mm. but uh yeah so what y'all think of that because and i feel like there's a little more to the story i've been using it you've been, been using it too. so it costs what eight dollars oh it costs eight dollars yeah and it's for oh. ios and then uh, but the other one is open source, right? So, you know, I don't know how all that licensing and all that kind of stuff work, but what do you think about it when you're using it, Ken? It, it works really well. Like the touch interface of it. This is, uh, what we have pulled up here is the, this is synthesizers.com. They have a system 66, which is equivalent to the Moog system 55. Oh, basically. that's different. Okay. That's different than what I was thinking. And this is $8,000 okay. as opposed to their, their system 55, which is what, like 35 grand or something like that. Or, um, okay. so, but yeah, but they have, and they, that, and they have that, much larger uh, ones as studio well. Studio 32. This, the Studio 110 right here is like, look at that thing. It's insane. It's crazy. And uh, that's 15 grand. Like, that's their top end. How much is the little one? The 22 <laughs> is yeah. um, the twenty two is only three grand. I mean, oh, and when you consider that you get a case, well, power cool. supply, multiple modules, you know, that's actually really not that bad. Um, so you get, you get the yeah, case so. and the power supply the first month. 
Yeah, so they're um, where's it at? Their uh, their thing here is how how are they actually split up in the um, you know? I haven't looked into this in like a a long, long time. Um, so like years ago, I I, I was looking into that, but uh, yeah, they had like a I don't I don't even know if they still have it. I have to look, but um, let me see here. So here you go. This is their their ordering area. They got specials and new products and cabinets and all that good stuff. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I haven't looked at this stuff in ages. I'm, I was just, yeah. when we were talking about that, it reminded me of their, their payment. There's a lot to think about. And, and I know I'm not going to get it. So, But, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so the, the MyRack, uh, you know, it, it's it works exactly like how you would expect it to work. I mean, it's not, it's not fiddly. It's not, it's honestly, I have a lot of like modular on, uh, iOS type things. Um, and this is the best of all of them. Um, so far, like Audulous is great. Audulous is more powerful, really, if you think about it, but it's also way more fiddly. It's not just like interacting back and forth between your modular in in such an easy way. Um, yeah, Audulous almost feels like you need to be an engineer to mess with it. You know what I mean? Um, whereas this feels like you have to be a Euro rack user to mess with it. And it's just it's so easy to move modules around and add them in, and you get you know a ton of modules with it because you get all the Bafaco ones, you get the mutable instruments ones, um, and of course they have them the mutable instruments are under a different name, but it's, it's crazy, man. It's really, really good. It's, it's, it's the jam. Like I was doing patches the other day. Matter of fact, I have it right here. Um, yeah, was doing patches the other day on it and like using, using it to basically like mess with, um, uh, rings and clouds and, uh, what's What's, what's the other one? Not braids. Um, What's the new the newer oscillator from Mutable Instruments? Oh, Platts. Yeah, Platts. yeah, yeah. So I was doing patches with that stuff, and Dope. you know, and it just works, man. It's and I'm on a I'm on an older iPad. This is an iPad Air two, and it runs great on it. Um, let me see if I can pull this up real quick so you can see what it looks like on my iPad. And so well, you probably hear this. And I'll zoom my webcam. In. Sounds like the ice cream man is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just making ice cream sounds. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually just using it, messing around with the sequencers that are in there. There's like lots of different clocking devices and that sort of thing inside of there. So I was, I was looking at um, the random and you know all that good stuff. And I have a expert sleepers. Um, how do I shut this thing up though? So is it an exact copy? Exact copy of the VCV rack. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's VCV rack, and they expressly say on the, on the site that apparently it was a fork in development, and that it's no longer associated with VCV. But for us really? end users, that's what the hell it is. You know okay. what I mean? Like yeah. it's so. I guess they're not affiliated anymore, but it's an open source code and whatnot. And I don't know how they were interacted between the two, but um. Yeah, man, that's what it is, and and it works fantastically. Like it's not a problem. That's dope. 
Yeah. yeah, I've been meaning to download it all week, so I'm gonna have to grab that this weekend. And yeah, man, check it out. Use it with uh, Expert Sleepers ESE and completely interact between your your iPad and your uh and your modular like that. And uh, I have I have actually a, a Surface Pro that I was running it on. Yo, uh, you just mentioned something that I want to about to go to this because ES nine. Yes, mm -hmm. I think that's worth talking about. I didn't think about it before. Uh, expert oh, ES9, sleepers. Yeah. ES nine, man, that is so fire. Let's see where to go. Here we go. I just I just installed the uh, the ES eight and the shuttle control side by side in my drum rack, and then I promptly exploded two of my power supplies. So, yeah. Are you that serious? sounds fun. Yeah, oh, he blew yeah, it up. Serious. He said he smells smoke, yo. Oh, dude, oh, my, wow. my, my lab smells like smoke right now. It's bad. So check this out. For those, for folks out there um, who might be getting into module or may not want to get into module, I don't know. But anyway, there's options. Like, right, you got you got my rack for uh, uh, ported from VCV rack onto the iOS now. And then you got this audio interface that basically just allows you to connect everything to everything. You know what I mean? Like, look at the look at the image. You you know, you got CV audio, MIDI. You have USB connectivity, headphones out, and then you could go out to your monitors. And you know, uh, is it still have ADAT? Does it still have an ADAT? Yeah, connection? it's got ADAT on it. Um, so you they have switched it to Spitif. What's that? Did didn't they switch it to Spitif? It's optical. That's all I know. Um, no, I see. I see ADAT on it. Yeah, but I think it only carries a spit of signal. It, yeah, oh. it may only carry because I specifically reached out to him to ask him if you can ADAT, you know, a, an ES8 to it and back. Um, so I, but I didn't see an answer yet, so I can't really say. Um, but uh, I think I think it is optical spit if instead of uh, ADAT, which is kind of it's kind of irritating for me because like I would have much rather like been able to just. ADAT my two my ES8 and the ES9 together and then I'd have like you know a crap ton going on there it'd be dope but um I mean I still love the ES8 um the ES8 is great and so somebody's asking in the chat why would they do that uh why would they waste that connection if it's only Smith? and the only answer I would give for that like and I don't know I'm speculating um but the answer that I would give for that is it depends on what their codec chip is yeah um, like if they didn't have enough channels on there to to do a full ADAT then they could have done it they, they could have decided to do it that way I don't know so adding a whole nother you know ADAC in there would, would you know be money so you never know yeah but this is but a, this is a pretty powerful bad. yeah what is it five or four sixty nine I think it was like five, five. So it was five sixty nine, five sixty nine, uh, four sixty nine euro. That's um, a lot of connectivity. For that that is a huge amount of connectivity for yeah. somebody yeah. like me that has a huge uh, uh, euro rack case, and it, uh, obviously it's a huge euro rack case, so it's a studio case, right? Something like that is perfect for getting proper recordings in and out uh, without taking up a ton of space. <clears throat> you got a lot of powerful connectivity that you can just interact with your euro rack by itself pretty much you know what i mean and then you can still get it all out of there into your daw when you're ready for it but imagine that you, you could throw your ios uh, your ipad up on it you could connect your drum machines your everything everything can connect to that and just make your euro rack like <clears throat> just another piece of seamless gear 
<clears throat> so what I what I tend to do with my ES8, uh, which is basically a smaller version of this, it doesn't have the dedicated quarter inch output and headphone control on it, but it gives you you know quite a lot of I/O over USB and ADAT. Um, what I tend to do a lot is one, it comes in super handy for tracking, right? So if you use that as your audio interface instead of whatever audio interface you're sending to, you've got all this headroom because it's designed to work with modular levels, which is great. Um, so you can just plug right from your modular into that and then multi-track it, which is awesome. And then the, the flip side of it is they work with iOS. So you can plug your iPad into it and get modular out through there. It works over ADAT. So if you're using your, like I usually I'll, when I'm working it with my modular, or excuse me, with my doll and whatnot, I'll run it ADAT to my Claret 8 Pre-X. So, and I'll use ADAT for it. That way I'm still getting my Thunderbolt low latency numbers and I don't have to unplug anything. Like it's all just right there. It's just over ADAT. So, so I could just interact send with it to my Fireface. And all that kind of stuff back and forth because yep. it's all DC coupled inputs yeah. and outputs, which if you're using something like a Motu interface or any of these like audio interfaces to get modular stuff, you know, back and forth. Most of those interfaces, if not all of them, do not have DC coupled inputs on them. This does. So you can send it CV into it and actually sample CV and do all kinds of stuff like that with it. Yeah. So I could just add it to my Fireface. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how I have this uh, uh, freaking uh, Behringer uh, 8. What the hell is it? 8200? Because mm -hmm. that's what I run my, my modular into. I run it into the Behringer that's ADATed to my Fireface. So it says here that you can expand the outputs on it. Um, I'm not seeing anything for expanding inputs, but you can expand outputs on this up to 48 more. It says the ES9 can be expanded with the ES5. Um, and it says it also has a pair of SPDIF sockets for connecting other digital audio gear. ES9 also provides a pair of MIDI sockets via a breakout box. Um, then it says here uh, in a little asterisk, the ES9 has a dedicated pair of audio channels for the ES5. Unlike the ES3 or ES8, you don't lose audio outputs when using the ES5. So that's that's different. Dope. Yeah, uh, I think that joint is dope. And I have the ES3. I'm like one of the earlier ones, so... Uh, but with that, you have a real ADAT on it, so it'll not be going anywhere. <laughs> and it does run up to 96, so that's, yeah. that's pretty dope, man. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot to like about it. It does draw a lot of current, though, man. 451 milliamps, that's, hmm. that's a chunk of your power. All right, so let's see. Let's see. Uh, nope. I don't Take think the state was even half of that. All right, so I, I want to. <laughs> so check this out. This is the other thing, right? So there's a lot of talk about this, and I really can't remember if we talked about um, the MC seven hundred seven um, during Nam time. We may have, but I don't recall. And there's a lot of stuff that roll and drop. But so here's the thing. I mentioned at one point on uh, Sonic State that like, yo, I think people 
are looking forward to this. And uh, I know that there there was uh, it may be some people were checking like oh, I didn't think nobody was checking for that, but I don't know. I think people were anticipating. I think we may have even talked about like, yo, it'd be good for Roland to come back with a groove box at some point. But I think what we had been talking about is a, 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 a MV9000, <laughs> which seemed to die, oh, you know. Yeah. And, and I got, you know, Mike Trance told me at one point that they were really working on a 9000, but it just got scrapped because things, you know, at that point, it was just kind of like a weird time. Machine was ruling everything. Uh, the MPC 5000 had just dropped and it was kind of struggling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the industry oh, changed MP5, at that point. I haven't even heard that in like long time. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I've rocked the 5000 for years, actually. And it was right around the time when we were expecting a, a MV 9000 to be dropping. So <clears throat> I don't know. What's your thoughts about uh, this MC 707 dropped? uh last week week before last whatever the 101 and 707 i i, I don't know i i think it's cute that's pretty much what it is like, right. me personally, personally i haven't really been too much of a fan of like their whole aria or ara series like i don't know a big part of my selection of gear also has to do with like aesthetics too and not putting off any of these capabilities like i'm just not even drawn to it because of that like i just haven't really been much of a fan of roland's products of late however i did mess with it at knobcon and that kind of kept at bay some of my reservations about it so i'm to the point now where it's just like it's all personal preference Looks like um, a fake SP twelve hundred to me. I mean, oh, it's got okay. that vibe. <laughs> it's got that vibe with like I think yeah. I think substantially less. Well, actually, no, I think it's got more sample time than that. But you know, there's there's no um, I know there's no chopping. I believe it's like yeah, there's sample chopping. Um, yeah. Is there sample chopping? I thought uh, there was. <clears throat> but I could have just I, I think I'm, I'm assuming you probably know better than I do uh, <laughs> um, uh, so but you know what I can say that I think I, it's obviously it's obviously going to have its market but yeah. I, I definitely think that the 101 seems to have more appeal than the 707 I'm a, I am a lot more interested in the 101 right because it's portability but yep. it doesn't have sampling inputs on it does it no, no it, but you sampled through the USB on the yeah, yeah, see, I'm not interested at that point. Like, if I'm going to sample through Thanks. USB, that means I'm with my computer. And if I'm with my computer, then I ain't using that. So, yeah. like, I, to me, no, that, like, that's if it had sampling inputs on the 101, I'd have been, or is it the 101 or 101? I don't know. Uh, uh, MC 101. I don't care. I'm not buying it either way because it, if it don't have the sampling inputs, you on, care. You care. Yeah, I hear you. You know, on kind of sex on the same subject, but not necessarily on these products. Let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think this is still a, it's still a uh, market for the Phantom? Because I personally feel like that the workstation keyboard market like left long behind in like the early two thousand. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like the workstation, I used to be all about workstations, man, and I Personally, I'm just done with them. Like I would. Never... I feel like they're on their way back. I feel yeah. like they're gonna. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna see a turnaround for that. And there's, 
I got a lot of reasons for it, but I, I'll just say this with the whole like move towards a lot of like dollless jamming and that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a need for bread and butter sounds and that's yeah. where workstations yeah. shine. And yeah. I, I'll say this, I played the Phantom the other day, the new Phantom. And I was actually like pleasantly surprised. Uh, I really liked the analog filter on it. Uh, I thought it sounded awesome. And I love the little groove section on it. I still felt like the whole layout was, it's better than some, but it still felt like more cumbersome than it needed to be. Um, but I, I, man, the only thing that stops me from buying one of the things is the price point. Like I like the idea of like having all those bread and butter sounds, lots of stacking, lots of, uh, you know, yeah. layering, yeah. these different things like that. I, I like don't. Without having to all my computer, no, that, no, that's a phantom. My computer as much as I can. I just, I don't know. I just felt like that that market was long behind. I used to work Guitar Center from like years 2004 through like 2007, and I sold plenty of those original phantoms when I was working back then. Triton Extremes, uh, Motifs, and since then, it's like since we've entered the new decade. You know, I I don't have friends in my circle that that are even workstation bound anymore. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's the thing with with something I, I like this. The, but I, I think like the new Jack Swing style is coming back, man. You probably right. They're checking for these. They're going to sell. It's rolling. It's well, but you know, for me, the reason I'm not really checking for them at all is because, firstly. I'm I'm long over bread and butter sounds. I don't care about a piano. Yeah. I don't care about strings. Mm -hmm. I don't want no orchestra in my music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. But but this I'm I'm speaking only on my opinion though. And I'm gonna get to why though. And the reason is because I'm my personal taste, I'm much more into uh poly analogs and even VAs and stuff like that. I'm much more into the synthesis of stuff more so than rompler sampler type yeah. stuff. And so I'm just not into it no more. And I think back in the day, it was pretty common for, I had a homeboy that would kill his phantom. Yeah, Yo, same. I used to be like, yeah, son, same. you using the, the phantom to do that. And, and so know, I get it, but I just don't, for me, it, it has no appeal whatsoever at all. You know who else Especially used to kill the, the phantom? Who else used to kill the phantom? Madlib, word. Mm -hmm. Madlib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there, yeah. there's a lot of there, there's a lot of great producers on on workstations. You know what I mean? Especially if you look towards like you know late '90s and early 2000s. I mean, there was a ton of it. But for me, it's like, like I said, it, it's about the the usability without right. having. Bad. <laughs> and stage performances, you know, what I mean, like a, a lot of, you know, and it's not, it's also not just about the hip hop heads too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. this type of yeah. thing, <laughs> this you know, type of thing is going to be able to run your, your live show. You're going to be able to do not just backing tracks, but having, you know, MIDI tracks playing out of it, having grooves, you know, drum grooves playing out of it, doing your layering. Like there's a whole lot of live show arrangement. Mm -hmm. You know, live. Oh, oh, I think I touring think keyboardists are gonna love it. Yo, you know who's gonna love it? Church music directors. Yeah. Yeah. Church music directors and touring church keyboardists. Music. I was thinking church, yep. but you also gotta take into account like think about it like this. Think about how well the rolling um, right now with the romplers. 
that, that, that that's people are really into that because they're into those throwback sounds so i think i think mm-hmm. that the rolling i think this new phantom product is going to do really well because it's not for us it's for the people that didn't get act this is coming around i think it's going to do well i agree i i agree i think the price is a tad high for for what they're what they're doing but there like i said there's a lot of interesting changes on this one that in the phantom space and in the motif range even with like the mode dx and all that stuff that we weren't really seeing and this one actually has some interesting changes you know what i mean some Sorry. some paradigm shift. the groove area um and, and that does it still have a sampler all that stuff is is actually really it's a nice addition and then they threw that analog filter in there which you know it, it's kind of a gimmick thing but it's at the same time dude i was playing with it and it it produced such a bass sound when i was messing with it that like three other people like just turned around instantly like, what the hell was that and i was like phantom <laughs> yeah, like, but does it still have a sampler in it i haven't even read the specs yet because yeah, to me, it, it, the, it's got a sampler in it, but it does And a sequencer, have, a good sequencer, obviously. It has the sampler in it, but it doesn't have like the full, long, linear audio tracks like they used to do. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing to me, too. I kind of feel like, so I had the, what did I have? Uh, the Mode DX, not the Mode DX. What's the other joint? The bigger, Montage. The Montage. So I had the Montage here for a while, and I think that's when I came to the conclusion that I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. and I and and even then, yeah. I'll admit that it sounded great, uh, but it wasn't my sound. You know what I'm saying? I I could give it sure. its props, but then what what trips me out about uh, um, these workstations nowadays? And I'm gonna take this off of here because it's actually kind of annoying me flipping back and forth. But the workstations nowadays are. I don't know. I don't know if the right term is subpar compared to the ones of old. Uh, but I think the thing that they're doing is that they're changing things to put workstations in a proper context for today's workflows. And what it tends to do is bastardize the, the, the workstations because the montage doesn't have a proper sequencer. It, I don't think it had a sampler. Uh, it had an incredible FM synth a- a- engine. It, it, you know, the layering sounds and the 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 motion sequence and all that stuff was incredibly beautiful. But it didn't have a sequencer because they relied on DAW connectivity, yeah. USB with the audio in and out of USB. And to me, what what I felt like when I sat in front of this massive keyboard that was, in my mind. A, a workstation it felt subpar compared to other workstations so it was and then later on they were like yo you reviewed it like a workstation is actually a synth i'm like well y'all should not put that shit in the workstation body <laughs> you, you gotta the, I, I felt like the context was all wrong you know what i'm saying hey, so Corey, yeah just add a little bit to this to make it a little bit more interesting and appealing is if you look at some of the specs that are on this new phantom there's a couple of new things that are you know really interesting is the fact that one there's two new there's two sets of cv gate on it now right and and you've got 128 lfos per voice which can modulate so you got two the two lfos per partial and four partials per per tone which in in the rolling world the partial is kind of like it's it's kind of like a mini voice inside of each thing, right? Hmm. So 
and, and this stuff can go all the way across the whole thing. So now you're not just playing back basic Rompler stuff. You're you're actually doing synthesis along with the Rompler stuff, which is really beautiful. Cool. You know what I mean? For 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 a workstation type keyboard, mm-hmm. it allows you to get more into the creative aspect of the actual sound design than what they previously used to do like you know that that and that's what i'm seeing too because i think that the montage was similar to that you were able to tweak more things and get into it more like a synth uh but more of the workstation aspects have been more removed or dumbed down and i think Mm -hmm. that's what it was off-putting it was i don't think anything can prepare you for that until you get to know what workstation is in 2019 (laughs) you know what i mean because if you come at it thinking of workstation that we all know from before it's a different beast yeah you're right I stand corrected, man. Like, oh, I'm not into it, bro. But no, I just that's like, my perspective. Well, well, it's just like when Flex is just dropping like the actual specs. I mean, I wouldn't even really expect anything less from Roland doing something new like this in 2019. Like, they they should be bringing it and like offering something that's not really even offered on, you know, a lot of like nothing. Like, I never heard of a 120 LFOs. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it legitimately though. Like when when I played it. Like the way that the new synth section is on it, where you actually get to control, it's got dedicated controls for the envelopes and all that stuff on it. So like, it's actually like a little synth right there. And except you're controlling this big workstation from that. And those knobs, like it actually feels good. That's, that was one of the things that surprised me is like, I was kind of like, I wasn't like super hype about it or anything, but I, I was like, yo, I needed to go check this thing out. And when I started messing with it, like the dedicated control aspect of it is wonderful and then when i started messing with that analog filter on it like dude the resonance and, and analog filter on that thing mm-hmm. is it's impressive like it really is like I was, that was I, a good move for them to put an analog filter on it though it, and i don't think does. that's gimmicky either i don't think it's gimmicky it has an analog filter but the jupiter doesn't <laughs> Well, yeah, that that's a bit of a problem. <laughs> I don't know how to justify Remember, that. <laughs> I just got, I just bought a JDXA, like so, which I've like barely. Yeah, we know we don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that I don't like it. I haven't really spent a ton of time on it. I, I bought it knowing that it was a really really quirky design. Yeah, and it's you should you should sell it, man. Nah, man, I'm gonna have fun with it. Yo, I bought it. Yo, Jexus, uh, Jexus, I bought it as like a ugly step Yo, do y'all do y'all remember the Oasis? What's that? Do y'all remember the Corgo Oasis? Yeah, you can get those things for cheap now too. No, I just happened to rethink about that like maybe a few weeks ago, and I was looking at yeah, they're like two or three grand compared to when they came out. They were ten, ten and twelve grand when they came out. Yeah, ten grand workstation. Yep, power sense. It was an open. It was the open system. Yeah, open architecture system. I actually was able to sell one of those when I worked at Guitar Center. My homie AOK, shout out to him. But anyways, I was always curious. I was always curious. That was well before I was into synthesis. I was always curious how to that compared to stuff now. Because I heard because it was open ended that if you stayed with it, you could. Still do a lot of things with that. Like, well, that was the thing. Though, it was open ended, and that these are the promises of these big synth companies. Just like you know, V synth and all that was promised to be supported for so long, and then we saw how that turned out. So it's like, you know, it, it that Lies. that thing did not get this. <laughs> it could have had. 
that right. open architecture was not open source architecture. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. There's a it, which are right. big difference. You know, that thing could have that thing could have really been supported for a long time. So you say you could get Quark Oasis for cheap now because they still twenty five hundred and three thousand dollars. What were they when they came out? Like twelve grand. Really? It was ten grand for the lower end model. It was twelve grand. Yeah. No wonder the only person I ever seen with one was RZA. It's got a it's got a CD burning on it. Like what? I don't know how significant that is to y'all. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. In the early 2000s, that was like everything. Like, you it's got a <laughs> hey, those are bomb. But is that the ginger beer? Oh yeah, I love those. I keep these in the fridge, man. Oh, matter of fact, I gotta go cook some collard greens and mac and cheese, man. Word, yeah, it's about the time we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and round it up, man, because we've been on for a little minute. We had our, our initial sort of things, and yo, I want to uh, thank everybody for coming through on the chat. I want to thank uh, David for the ten dollar tip, and and, uh, and and I want to thank the crew for coming through. And uh, we're gonna order a pizza with that ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> put, put that money in the in the damn fund. There you go. Nam fun. Here we come. Yeah. Yo, real quick, I want to thank y'all for adding to the conversation. Um, like I said, you guys are like all of y'all are inspirations to me. So uh hope to be able to continue to have these conversations with y'all in the future. Yeah, bro, you you're always welcome. I'll I'll include you on the on the invite for future shows. Right. Um I enjoyed having you on and and you know, <clears throat> on a on a closing note, like I guess uh I want to get to a point where we can be able to come to each other's cities and, and rock shows and have mod bat meetups and stuff, man. So it's all about community. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Word up. So, so yeah, anybody got anything they want to uh, promote before we get out of here? Um, you know, Afrobac is still out there doing his thing. Fess is out here. If you don't know, Fess is running the beat scene here in Chicago. Especially Open Beats. Yeah, that's dope. Open Beats. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah, open beats. Definitely check that out. Uh, we're all Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's basically just an open mic night for electronic artists. Be running for uh, four years this January or next January. So it's getting crazy. We just had our uh, September installment last night. It's beautiful. So yeah. dope. Next time I come to town, man, I got to definitely come through and drop something, man. Oh man, uh, man I, I think, think you'll freeze, freeze the room. room. You would. <laughs> it would be fun, man. We're not really ready for it. Well, I mean, we but I think you kill it. Well, you you know, I got to do my old Eurorack lullaby in the beginning. So, you know, right. I mean, that, that typically throws people off right. a little bit. Like, people be looking like, I don't know what he think this is. Right. And then when I drop that hammer, though. Right. <laughs> That's how you got to do it, man. That's how you got to yeah. do it. So, you got to throw them off at first. The good yeah. thing is we've been, uh, I've been putting emphasis on, like, trying to cut up. Build the bridge between the beat scene and the modular community out here because mm -hmm. it was, you know, a little bit separated yeah, for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll just leave it at that. So we're definitely expanding, not just be 4 4, mm -hmm. hit lo fi or house. Like, we're all in between. Like, any form of electronic That's music what's up. That, that you're right. doing live, like, we're open to. So. That's what's up. So yeah, I'm gonna make a make a uh, make a plan to come through, and I'm gonna kind of make sure next time I plan to come through, it's gonna be scheduled around a time so I can have that happening at the same time and come it's like, through. It's every third, every third, Friday, right? every third Friday of the month. 
Okay, word. Yep. So, yeah, Ali, what you got going on, man? Uh, anything you want to say before you get out of here? Uh, I'm going to have a run of Ali Maja or Ali Maja the T-shirts and Ali the Architect T-shirts on AliTheArc.com. That's Ali, T-H-E-A-R-C.com. Uh, those will be going up uh, tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just rocking out, man, just, you know, grooving, making some music, finishing up uh, some circuit stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, bro. Word. That's what's up. And and on the heels of that, I just want to add in there that uh, pretty soon here, probably in the next few weeks, I'll have ModBap T-shirts going up mm. um, with the with the Ooh. ModBap Square logo going up on like BeatPeople.com. So, uh, the green one, right? The green ModBap logo. Right? Uh, green. Uh, you, I could, I could, you'll get a black one and a can of spray paint. <laughs> and what's up with you, Ken? What you got on the way out? Uh, I got a couple of cool things. Uh, one, I just did a live stream with Brad of Isla Instruments about the SP2400. So we did like a long, we were, we were trash drunk by the end of it. So if you, <laughs> that out, uh, <laughs> Brad, Brad and I tend to get along pretty well. And, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got the. We got the, we talk, we got the black edition. I got the black edition. How they get fingerprints real easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this thing is amazing. Yeah, so we did a, a, a live stream about the SP2400 update. So you can check that out. Um, um, oh, I got. Uh, oh, I got a. I got another video that I'm working on right now uh, for the uh, hydrosynth that is going to be. I'm going to show. 20,400 oscillators at once um, and oh how you gosh. can get there using hydrosynth. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Per That's nuts. Uh, a little, a little, a little tip on that is that I, I will be polychaining the two. Um, so, cause I have a desktop here and, and the, the keyboard. So, so if it, if it's only one, you'll only get a measly 10,200. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a video on that because, uh, I just thought it would be kind of funny and clickbaity. And, uh, and then like, I, I, I took it as a challenge to see, can I make a usable patch with that many oscillators going? And I actually, I actually did make a pretty cool patch out of it. So, uh, so I'll be doing that. Cool. And, uh, we got a question in here about the acid rain chainsaw. Yes, we had acid rain on the show. What was it last week? Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <clears throat> or two shows ago, or I should two say. Shows, two, two shows ago. And they're going to come back in November and talk about their drum module and the chainsaw. So, uh, yeah, expect them to come back and, and we'll be talking about some of that stuff, too. Uh, I saw some demos of the chainsaw and it's right up my alley, like the way I love chord and, oh, and, and yeah, you know, the, the forum S spherical wave and table. That module looks dope, man. Like, I, I really am digging the stuff that they're doing. Uh, I want that chainsaw and i want that fader module yep, but, uh, yeah but listen i'm gonna run because i'm gonna go get some cheesesteak from the amish spot and uh I'm, amish I'm cheesesteak well that. that's a thing peace everybody oh yeah flux with it.com <laughs> all right peace, peace. 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 peace.